So Julie, I often tell people that there are four opportunities to overcoming an objection, the most powerful of which is before the objection happens. Have you ever heard of this concept? You're always teaching me new stuff, Torin. No, I haven't. Tell me more. So the acronym for me, and it's something that I used back in the 90s when I had my own sales team, the acronym is WNLB. Well, the B stands for before. And before any of you start to wonder which online system is best for payroll, let me share a few facts. Gusto is actually simple and easy, surprisingly easy and very fast. 90% of customers say switching to Gusto was easy. 85% of customers say running payroll is easier now than their previous provider. And three out of four customers take 10 minutes or less to run payroll with Gusto. I think that's easy. You can use our link, gusto.com forward slash C-A-T-K for three complimentary months. Again, that's gusto.com forward slash C-A-T-K. It's time to stop dealing and start demanding. It's time to stop being PC and start being transparent and authentic. It's time to get real. Prepare yourself. It's time for Crazy and the King. Welcome to Crazy and the King, September 2020. Oh, you sound wonderful. And I got to be honest with you, man. I've had some challenges over the last month, Julie, for real. Like, I literally am thinking about today. And, and what it took for me to get just to where I'm seated right now so we can record this podcast. And, and that got me to thinking, like, literally, COVID has highlighted and exposed a number of, of some of my archaic ways of operating. Now, I don't know if you have that challenge because you work for an organization. You all probably have a number of, you know, high-performing systems in place. But, <laughs> man, I got, like, a lot of... You, you've heard me in the past say, Julie, I got my little yellow sticky notes up on the wall. But really, like over the last three, four weeks, I have run into a number of different scenarios where I was like, I really wish that I had a better system. I really wish that I wasn't using sticky notes. Um, I wish that I was using shout out to my man, Nash Ahmed over at Undock. Uh, you all can find him at Undock.com great scheduling system that uses artificial intelligence. Like, so you don't have to go back and forth. It's that stuff that I've been missing, Um, which is part of the reason why uh, I am now using Gusto because I needed to get a better line of sight on that whole payroll situation. And for me, Gusto was like a set it and go, especially because I use contractors and collaboration partners. It just really made it a whole lot easier for me. So trust me, I'm trying to get better all the way around, slowly modernizing TE. And all of that was a long way of saying what's happening to my pod part. So I have one question. Yeah. Did you sign up on the gusto forward slash C-A-T-K link? You know, I did not. However, oh no, come but, on. But let me tell you, but let me tell you, let me tell you full transparency for our listeners. You know, Julie and I, we kind of we kind of like just razzing one another right now. Julie knows I didn't do that only because I signed up 
before they started supporting Career Mix, and then they started supporting Crazy and the King. So I actually signed up even before I could take advantage of the three complimentary months. But for all of our listeners, if you sign up, go to gusto.com forward slash C-A-T-K. Again, gusto.com forward slash C-A-T-K. You asked the right question. I gave you an honest answer, (laughs) but hopefully the rest of them, you'll go out and and take advantage of the three complimentary months. So I'm just trying to modernize TE. I want to come into the 20th. Wait, Wait a minute. Where are we? 21st century? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I want to get into the 21st century. I mean, I got some, my office, I got some stuff in here, but you know, it's kind of like when you look under the hood of the vehicle, like the, the vehicle is tight, but man, you got a whole bunch of grease spots on your engine and your hood and, you know, shit's up in that joint rattling. Like you got cans up under that joint. There's some things that you got to change. I'm just working on some of them cans that's rattling right now. Make sense? Yeah, dude, I'm glad you just can't see my desktop ever because <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. So listen, did you hear? I don't know if you heard this, but I'm 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 gonna say a little quote. Um, I'm okay. repeating what someone else said. So for goodness' sake, why would I want to do one of those lame roles? They don't actually make any difference to anything. Said Fiona Vines some eight years ago. Now okay. Fiona has a totally different view. She says, quote, this role has given me this amazing platform to drive incredible cultural change. And really what she's talking about, she was quoted inside of an article on LinkedIn's blog. The article is titled, Why the Head of Diversity is the Job of the Moment. Again, why the head of diversity is the job of the moment. I'm not going to go into the entire article, but Julie, I thought it was interesting how her position changed eight years you know, in eight years, I'm hoping that it didn't take eight years for it to change. But but so much is going on now around the the need for diversity officers inside of organizations. Inside the article, it says actually diversity roles are up 70 percent over the mm-hmm. last five years. Here's something that I found interesting. UK has more diversity roles in the United States. Damn. Yeah. Really? UK okay. has more diversity roles than United States. So listen, I, I would love for you all to read the article, see where your organization may or may not fit, see where your country may or may not fit inside of the article. It's an easy read, like five or 10 minutes. Uh, but it really talks about how companies are now taking DNI efforts seriously. Um, and some like Jerry Mason Hall says, we don't have the luxury of complacency. There are no victory laps, no resting on laurels, No cries of, it's a wrap, as in no finish line. Jerry Mason Hall is the Chief Diversity and Social Responsibility Officer of Sodexo America. uh, And she says, bottom line, there is no victory lap, i.e., keep running, tag the next person so they can run, get you some water, get you some rest, get your ass back in the race. We got work to do. Um, Damn straight. And you know why, right? I mean- If, if we hadn't been taking these these roles eight years ago and making the noise and saying we're not going back, we wouldn't be where we are today. Hopefully right? not. When, Absolutely. When, albeit at my company eight years in December, and I'll tell you, people told me to go jump off a side of a building more than once when I talked about how disability needed to be an everyday part of DNI. 
I got doors shut in my face. And now all of those same people, you know who you are, yep. are coming back and saying, oh, man, we love people with disabilities. T&I is great. Man, it's because we stuck with it. Yeah. And there is a lifetime's worth of work to do. And it's not going to change, right? You got to keep pushing. You got to keep going. Have a Gatorade. Get back in the ring. Absolutely. And I mean, again, we are not begrudging those of you who are um, turning a different cheek, flipping over a new leaf, people that are now saying that it's important. We are absolutely not putting you on blast. We're reminding you how important it is. And really what Julie and I are, are doing, if we're honest, we're hoping that you will be an extension of that message, that you will actually go out and say to your peers, your counterparts, your colleagues at those high priced uh, fundraising dinners that you sit at, on Sundays in church, that you will, when you're eating ice cream, that you are helping us to evangelize how important uh, DNI is. I'll close out with this piece. It says the article cautions against some of the habits or hazards around uh, kind of like centralizing DNI at the headquarters and not allowing it to get out into the remote locations. Uh, it talks about silo responsibility, i.e., you have a chief diversity officer, and that's the only person that, that should be responsible for DNI efforts. Of course, it talks about the fatigue that Julie and I just mentioned. And last but not least, that perception that DNI is a TA responsibility because it's not. So go out and read the article, uh, have fun with it, and again, massage it into your workplace. See if you can get other people to read it. Pro tip uh, I found this tweet over on Illyria's uh, Twitter handle which is Illyria, A-L-E-R-I-A-P-B-C, Illyria, P-B-C. Their pro tip was refrain from discussing workplace accommodation in a way that ties it back to a specific person. It's important to respect employees' privacy and choice and how they disclose their needs to a larger organization. Again, that tweet was over on Illyria PBC's uh, Twitter account. And I'm curious, Julie, you know, when, when I think about that, the reason I brought it up, sure, I referenced it as a pro tip, but I, I would think that I would think that if we are discussing the accommodation, that I should refer to the person who needs it. Correct me and maybe help me to better understand why they are not saying don't attach it to Julie. Don't attach it to Torn. Just simply say a person needs a different type of phone, a different type of chair, a different type of uh, lighting, if you will. Mm -hmm. Why? Why do you leave it anonymous? So I think we're we're working on two different planes. Okay. Um, so in in answer to your question, if I, Julie, go in and request an accommodation, hey, I really need to work at home due to my mental health. Um, that is absolutely attached to me. I think what they're saying is when we're talking about accommodations that we have made in our workplace, as in, hey, I'm now HR, not Julie, HR, and I'm giving you a lunch and learn on how accommodations work. I don't say in my lunch and learn, hey, Julie asked to work from home because, you know, she's a little bit, uh, and, uh, and now, you know, got and it. so, so I, I, I'm a little like that kind of privacy stuff is like absolutely 
critical. You should never disclose another person's accommodation when that request comes in. It is up to me. If I want to say, hey, I'm a person with a disability and that's why I work at home, like that's my business. And you should never say like, I, no one ever should use my voice except for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. Okay, now that makes all the sense in the world. Thank you for, no, I was serious because I didn't, I really, I, I just didn't understand. You know, again, yeah. and I trust Illyria. I love the work that they do. Shout out to Lisa McGill and the entire team over there, Paul, and uh, just the entire team over at Illyria. Love the work that they do. We even supported. I mean, we bought, uh, you know, the ticket and gave it away to Wendy Daly for the third annual diversity and inclusion research conference, which is taking place on November 12th and 13th. So I absolutely love the work that they are doing, but I just didn't understand it. Your definition makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, I mean, that, and that makes total sense. And, you know, it, I think it also goes to, to tokenism. Yeah. Um, to, to be honest, it's like, hey, look at our, our token disabled person and we gave them a special schedule or we gave, and, and it's really easy to get into that like token mentality when you have someone who is open about their disability or whose disability is visible. Um, and you should never talk about them in, in that kind of third person place even if they are out, like that's not your, that's not your role. Not your place. I got it. Makes yes. all the sense in the world. Okay. So no, that's cool. I have to tell you before we get into my stories, I have like a, Hey assholes kind of moment that we're going to have to talk about right now. Um, HR Florida state council, the Sherm chapter of in Florida um, decided to hold their annual conference in person this week. Have you heard this? Not at all. <laughs> no, so, no. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Okay. So remember, like, two weeks ago, we were recording, and you're like, God, I miss everybody. Y'all wear your mask. Stop being a pain in my ass. Yep. Well, apparently, Florida Sherm did not get the freaking memo. Like, really, guys? Oh. In person. Expo Hall. Yeah. If you check out their videos on um, Facebook, they had a lovely lady who was doing a giveaway who was wearing a mask that was down around her chin, and then she was manhandling all of the giveaway stuff. Dude. You are tripping. Florida had 7,500 new cases on August 31st. See, see what I'm saying? See. And yeah, Expo Hall in person bullshit like they don't ever want me to have a cocktail with our people ever again ever ridiculous and like it's absolutely ridiculous in one day 7,500 people like and you know what really is amazing to me it's amazing to me how you have a death count and let's just be frank a death count approaching 200,000 200,000 people Mm-hmm. How is it that you f- you fix your lips to say that this is not serious? It, like it, I don't, it, you don't. I don't care about any other whatever. You can talk about flu season. You none of that matters to me. What matters is the fact that two hundred, almost two hundred thousand people have lost their life, and. Yeah, and Florida HR. Just and you're HR. Yeah, 
And all of those companies, if those people take that back to the office, if those people take it back to home, like, how do you tell me that you're not responsible as a company when you allow that shit to happen? Tell me, Sherm, how you are not responsible when you allow that shit to happen. It's it's amazing to me. And, and, And that goes to, you know, it goes to a real. Um, what's the word that I want to use? Um, just that whole cavalier, macho. And, you know, when you're referring to uh, someone of a different gender, is it machess? Like, uh, because I know <laughs> macho is, you know, typically uh-huh. for men. So I want to be grammatically correct. But that whole macho, machess, uh, it, it's just it's, it's amazing to me. Uh, but guess what? Let me just say this to you. I do not feel sorry for one of them. Which one? Not not one. Oh, of not the 75 one. <laughs> no, I don't feel sorry for not a one of the 7,500 because you felt like you were invincible uh, and, and you could, you know, just like that motorcycle, Sturgis, I think it was Sturgis, Utah. Oh, yeah. Something yep. like that. Did you see how many South Dakota or something. people? Yeah, like 250,000 or some shit. They said the people that caught that joint have, there is somebody who has touched, uh, I'm going to get this wrong, but somebody from that event who has tested positive for COVID has hit something like 80% of the counties in the U.S. Oh my God. Did you hear what I'm saying? Like, like almost like, you get the point. So to me, it's just like you're being absolutely reckless. And, and I absolutely, I, I just, uh, and, and, and yet when you do a peaceful protest, you got these states, like, I think it's Tennessee and, and, uh, um, Carolina want to pat. Well, I know Tennessee for sure. Want to pass a, a, a law or a bill that says, if you are peacefully protesting, you're going to get arrested and get a felony. Now you can't vote with a felony. And that's the whole point. And that's absolutely the whole point. So right there, I feel sorry for zero of these people who decided that they wanted to get together uh, back in August. Agree. And they're still there today, mind you. So it'll be over by the end of the week. But anywho, so that rant will lead me now into another rant. And then I have a good story. Um, So a couple weeks ago... After the DNC, my name drop was for Addie Barkin. Um, if you remember that, he is a like hero in the disability community. He is a um, he has ALS. He is an advocate. He has a super PAC. He is amazing. He's been arrested at more protests than I've been to. Right, the the dude is amazing. And he continues his fight every day on behalf of our community. And this week, um, Representative Steve Scalise, who was the representative who was injured in the um, Capitol Capitol Baseball Tournament shooting in 2017, um, his ass decided that it would be okay to take Addie's video from from the DNC. And if you've seen it, he speaks with like, kind of like Stephen Hawking did with uh, eye gaze technology. Mm -hmm. So he looks at the screen and then that screen translates into a computer, computer generated voice. And Scalise decided to add 
computer-aided, computer-generated voice into that video to impersonate Mr. Barkin and then post it on his social media to um, use against Joe Biden. How nefarious is that? That's some shit. I mean, Florida HR is one thing, but he should resign. He is no, no fucking business taking our voice, taking a man's voice who has to use this technology and trying to use it on his own damn platform for fucking political purposes. Like y'all live in Louisiana, I'm going to need you to do me a favor and you need to vote for anyone other than Steve Scalise. If you can't vote Democrat, just skip that one. Go on to the next one. Because that man does not deserve to be in the U.S. Congress, period. Yeah, yeah. Here's what Addie said, you know, um, uh, about a day ago, uh, if you will, as it relates to when we are recording this. He said, quote, uh, if Republicans can, without consequence, make it seem as though I said something I didn't, what else can they do? What else will they do? What fear-mongering words can they put in Biden's mouth in a video doctored to tip the election, end quote. Uh, and he said that in an opinion piece in the Washington Post. You can find it on his uh, Twitter account, at Addy Bark, B-A-R-K-A-N. Again, A-D-Y, B as in boy, A-R-K-A-N. Go ahead, Jay. Yep. And one other quote from that article that I thought was especially poignant is, He says, it's specifically insulting to witness actors with the worst intentions hijack the technology that has allowed me to speak, to try to speak for me. Yep. He has not lost his agency, right? He is a lawyer. He is an activist. And to try to steal his voice is beyond anything that I can ever get over. Yep. So, Steve Scalise, you need to resign. Addy, yeah. we got your back. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as they say, don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. You need to be rolling. Uh, you and a whole bunch of, you know, other individuals in there. But that's what voting is all about, uh, you know. And, and some people, uh, I think John Lewis was the person who said it, you know, the vote is the most powerful instrument we have um, that's nonviolent. Uh, yep. or, or something to that effect. And, and so, uh, listen, I don't care who you all technically vote for. I really don't. You know, I rarely talk about things that are political, but I do talk about things that are human. I do talk about how we are treating other individuals. And so why in the world would you sit up there and doctor uh, an individual? And he's absolutely right. Like, what, would, what else will you all do? Like, what else will you all do? It, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Anyway, let's talk about Old Navy. Because I, oh, so, I know we got something to say about these folks. Yeah. So you set me up perfectly, right? John Lewis, we got to get out. We got to vote. I care how you vote. I just want you to vote. But Old Navy came out yesterday, two days ago, and they are paying any employee, any employee who works as a poll worker for a full eight-hour workday, any employee, including yep. retail. Yep. So why, why, and why do you think they are willing to do that, Julie? Why? Because we all need to vote. Why? Yeah, because I mean, again, <laughs> and, and, and see, here's what's amazing to me. Like we, 
we do you know how long the 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 chorus has been humming that we should make the the, the election day a national holiday decades we don't need to celebrate columbus day nope and we could celebrate and make voting a na- so they are paying their employees period that's how important it is to them as an organization yes so two ways right if you work as a poll worker on election day or i assume probably even in some early voting places where they're going to need poll workers you get paid for that entire 8 hours period end of story they are also providing all employees with 3 hours of paid leave to vote on or before election day hmm. which is incredible right is i like absolutely wonderful cuz again when you think about some of these states where they've been closing down uh voting stations yep. and, uh you know polling places if you will they've been doing all types of things to sequester to um uh, suppress, uh, to discourage. They said, look, we, we're going to even account for that. So yep. you got to stand in line for a couple of hours. We got you. Love it. Yes. Yep. And so this year is, is in particularly important as poll workers generally skew older, generally retirees volunteer. They work at the polls for us every single year. Um, that's obviously going to be a much more dangerous proposition for them as COVID is still currently raging. Yeah. And we're going to need an estimated 250,000 poll workers on election day to make this successful. And shortages, right? Just like you said, Torin, dis- disproportionately affect urban minority voters, causing those long lines, not being able to get your kids into daycare. All of that stuff makes it harder for people to vote. And that's the goal, right? And that's why what Old Navy's doing, what Nike is doing, what other companies are doing to provide you access, right? This is not a holiday in terms of you sit on your back porch and you do some swimming and have some gin, unless you've already voted. After yeah. that, you can do all of those things. And one more kind of just on that note, because it's we're just about 60 days out, NBC News has a really great plan your vote guide for every state mail-in, early voting, um, in-person voting, election day voting. Check it out. I'm going to put it in the show notes. And don't wait. We are less than a month from early voting opening. And if you haven't requested your ballot, do it. If you're going to vote in person, do it the first day and check out NBC News, plan your vote. Yeah. And I bet that plan your vote list is a whole lot more than just go get a sticker. Like there's probably some things on there that you all can consider. And if there are things that are not on there, I do want you to consider how can you support? How can you get people from nursing facilities and others in your community to the polls? How can you even help prior to the polls? How can you query them to find out if in fact they received their ballot? Uh, Are they registered? Let's even start with that. Are you registered? There are a number of ways that you all can help so that we can make sure that we have great voter turnout for this particular election. We need turnout. I want people to exercise that right period. I want you to exercise it and find a way that makes you comfortable exercising it. If it's early, 
fine, make it early. Uh, I've heard people, Julie, say don't drop the votes. Uh, I'm sorry, your ballots in those. Uh, apparently, they're setting up boxes in places where you can deposit your ballot. Some people yep. are saying don't do that. Uh, yep. I, I, I don't want to go into it because I'm not a, a poll worker or, you know, again, I'm not a political individual, but they're just saying that that's not as trusted. Um, yep. Listen, walk it. Kind of work with discretion, but finish that sentence. Walk it where, Jay? Walk it in. So wherever you your voting center is, probably your early voting center or your county courthouse, walk that ballot in if you've requested it by mail. Make sure it goes in someone's hand. Make sure it gets recorded. Period. Don't put it in the box. Stand in line. Take the extra 10 minutes and drop it in person. You got it. So uh, I think you got a birthday shout out. And this is one probably a very, very good uh, birthday shout out, even though the person is not here to really experience it. Go ahead and Julie, take that away. Yeah. So uh, two name drops for me this week. The the first and, and very special is happy birthday to Mr. Michael Hickson, who would have been 44 this Sunday. Had a chance to catch up with Melissa just earlier this week and just want her and the kids to know that Crazy and the King, Torn and I are sending you guys lots of love, lots of support this week as you celebrate Michael. Hey, Melissa, if you are listening, happy birthday to him. Oh, that was perfect. I wish that was like the end. So good. Um, and, and my other name drop um, is to Shailene Bright Ortiz, uh, who I have the privilege to work with at, our, at Disability Solutions parent company, Ability Beyond. And she has taken on the role of leading our first employee resource group in the history of Ability Beyond. And, uh, and she rocked it last week with the first ever meeting of the Black ERG, still working on the name, at Ability Beyond. And um, she did an incredible job. It was amazing. She had people just totally dedicated and engaged to why um, bringing racial justice and equality into our workplace for our Black employees and growing as leaders and allies is critical. So kudos, Shailene. Happy birthday, Michael. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys like got a, a suggestion box, but I love it. Uh, I think Beyond Black is a great name. I mm. think Beyond LGBTQ great name. Ooh, I think Beyond I Disability, great name. So see, I think it, it works with you all's name already. And these individuals are so much more than just their race, their gender, their ability, uh, their socioeconomic status. Beyond all of that. Well, I just think that that's a great suggestion. My name drop goes to Sarah Morgan. Uh, she's on Twitter at the buzz on HR. Again, the buzz on HR. Uh, you can register for her H-R-O-I Summit. Uh, I believe that's hashtag uh, H-R-O-I Summit. And really what she's saying is if you do this, um, she's going to help you create a blueprint for equity and inclusion in your workplace. So shout out to Sarah Morgan, the buzz on HR on Twitter. You are our name drop for the week. Uh, we really appreciated this week. We got in, got busy, got quick with it. 
We love each and every one of you. We ask that you continue to share the pod with your digital tribe. Tell someone new to listen to what it is that we are doing. If you know of a story that Julie and I probably should cover, send it to us by Monday of the following week, Tuesday at the latest, and we'll do everything that we can to incorporate it into our conversation. What do you think? That is that a fair, fair suggestion? Yep. And I would also say if you have those diversity openings in your company, send those to us too, and we'll make sure we shout those out. Most certainly will put them on our social media feeds as well. I close reminding each and every one of you to just be a better human. Have an awesome rest of the week. Catch me on Sirius XM channel 126, 1 p.m. this Sunday. For now, Julie and I are ghosts. See ya. So, Torin, we have a sponsor. Mad cool. That says that they appreciate the work that we are doing through this podcast vehicle. You know what else is cool is what other people are saying about Gusto. So give me examples. I mean, it's easy for you to say people are talking about it, but give me some examples. So Tom S. said Gusto has allowed my small company to offer big time benefits without an HR department. Shout out to Tom, but do you have more? Yes, I have another one from Sation who says Gusto is effortless, which is how I like HR. Out of sight, out of mind, yet doing what it's supposed to do. So what you are saying is Gusto is more than a payroll provider. Absolutely. And Gusto integrates with all of your favorite tools that, again, makes life easier. Tools like QuickBooks, Google, and and many others. So if you visit gusto.com slash C-A-T-K, that's gusto.com forward slash C-A-T-K, you'll get three complimentary months from Crazy and the King. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.